Hi, I'm Eric. I'm Jason. And I'm Chris. And we're I Beat It First. Yay! Yay. Oh. Forgot Chris, to have my Did you beer. not bring anything to crack? I did not know. Not even like a water? <laughs> <laughs> like nothing? <laughs> you failed me. You failed Jason, and you have failed our adoring public. All six yeah, of them. Yeah, I mean, what is it? It's like Monday night or something. You're not really ready, ready to crack a cold one or something? Yeah. <laughs> For the longest time we were. <laughs> yeah, for the longest time we weren't at all yeah yeah oh man oh but how's everybody going it is not e3 time everybody i, I know everybody's enjoying their not e3 they're not e3 2023 it's been making me more nostalgic than anything else for not really e3 i mean maybe for e3 of like 10 years ago maybe even e3 of like 20 years ago uh, i don't no. know about e3 of 20 years ago yeah. e3 of 20 years ago was a whole different beast man it, it was three of was seven a... years ago was fucking pretty prime yeah, seven, though seven yeah. six and seven years ago were good years i mean the year that we had the blink 182 concert and then bethesda mm-hmm. land those two years were just those two years were awesome yeah, and mean, then that, that's that is when it started kind of going down once uh once people started pulling out and you know, the ESA kind of got full of themselves, I guess would be the best way to describe it. Mm-hmm. It kind of just like, man. And now we can't even get it to start up. They keep trying to, and they it's like they can't even fill the fucking halls. I bet, like, it sounds to me, at least, like, when they, when they canceled E3 this year, it sounded like they couldn't even fill one of the halls. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it, it, I mean, which makes sense, honestly. Like, you look at the franchise, not the franchises, the showcases that we had over the last couple of weeks, and it's just like they probably get just as much, if not more, exposure doing that, and it probably costs them either the same amount or significantly less mm-hmm. to do that. Nobody tells them that they have to make these giant fucking elaborate boosts. They just all keep trying to one up each other. Yeah, but I mean nope. that that has come to be kind of the standard, where it's just like yeah. if you show up and it's just like you have your little pop up tent, being like. Hey, you know, we have games. And people are going to be like, what? Like, then they'll just lambast them all day and just be like, fuck off. Like, I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, yeah, that's not what we're here for. Now, don't get me wrong. It was cool, especially like we were talking about like six and seven years uh, uh, ago when like we had Sony, Xbox, and Nintendo all with these like just gargantuan booths with just like the most ridiculous setups and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, remember when, uh, I don't remember if it was, no, six years ago when they were talking about Tears of the Kingdom and it was just, not Tears of the Kingdom, sorry. Uh, Breath um, of the Wild. Breath of the Wild. And it was just Seven that. years ago. <laughs> that was seven years ago? Because oh, the game came out six yeah. years ago. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. What did they do <laughs> six years ago? That was the year that uh, Killer Queen Black. Uh, six there. years ago was oh, yeah. the was the huge giant like red open area. Like they they took up like the largest oh. area that they had open to people um, for just wandering around and going in and out. Uh, and then they had that entire upper level that we went to. Oh, that's right. For the private demos, demos and stuff like yeah. that, where we saw Charles and Doug. <laughs> <laughs> we saw we saw Charles Martinet and Doug Bowser, or not Doug Bowser, uh, the other guy, the guy, uh, Reggie. Yeah, Reggie. Reggie, Reggie Fizemi. Thank you. Actually, said hi to Reggie Fizemi. He was pretty nice. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, it's man. They just need to. 
if they just stopped doing it, like especially like watching some of the coverage of Computex taking place in Asia. Computex. Like I'm like watching that and I'm like, this is what it needs to be. It needs to go back to nice, like, or even not even back to just nice, clean booths where they've got everything going. You've got televisions for for doing demos and stuff like that. And they're not all going to be small. I mean, somebody like Sony or Microsoft or Nintendo is definitely going to have a larger booth, but they don't need to have like these giant elaborate things. I don't even think that that is where the biggest thing needs to change about it. Cause you know, the booths and stuff like that. Yeah, whatever. But if mm-hmm. they just bring in, if they just stopped it and brought it back to just like industry only, it was just like, Hey, there's oh, yeah. a yep. reason right that we're here to do this. And it's not a con. Then there might be a chance there might be a chance for people to get that stuff in their hands. I think though, we're looking at the same thing that a lot of businesses have. That's just like, you know what? It's just as cheap to have a demo built made and that we can ship it off to whoever that we want directly. And yeah, we're not there to talk to them, but I mean, shoot, we did one with uh, NIS where we had like a whole like demo showcase where they walked us through their demos and then gave us all demos to play on our own. But they mm-hmm. were, they had the Q and a session of you just sitting there with them so, I mean, they can do that. And again, that was just as effective, in my opinion, as sitting down with them in a loud uh, uh, auditorium hall. It, it, it technically worked better. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. We were in a, we were in a private Discord call with them. Yep. Like, it, it was locked out. We, we, had, to, we had to drop. questions. Yeah, we had to, like, we had to sit in, and then they had to pull us down into the room, just as if we were in, like, at E3. Um, it helped that we knew the PR reps. So, like, that... That was also very helpful as well, too, so that we could we had a well, little bit business. better rapport. <laughs> <That's just laughs> but business. I mean, but I mean, like so we had we had rapport going into it. Yeah. So it wasn't like yeah, it was yeah. weird because this is like middle of COVID and they were they were just trying anything. <laughs> it, it was not, it was nice then because you were sitting there then with the experts and it was obviously one on one time and they weren't going around. You weren't just sitting there with some like, you know, secondhand person that they just pulled over and they're like, so what is this game? And I'm like, I don't know. You squirt women and you know <laughs> have fun that was a nice. good part i know that's i know ex- that was exceed, that was exceed. <laughs> but it's my favorite demo i'll explain why <laughs> oh no 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 here's the thing that guy knew yeah, what, he was knew what was he going on he knew what was going on with that this, this was is not like a random so you're you're like analogy is wrong because he well, no, knew like, what was going on because <laughs> well, he's he obviously like probably like a back-end person like he's probably no he was a uh, he, he's one of their pr reps because it was the uh they told me afterwards not not they like him but the guys at uh up in canada told me that it was and actually it was rory it was the big guy that we normally talk to <laughs> The big guy with the long hair, he was the one that leaned in. Like he, he's one of their like one oh, of their bigger nice PR case. reps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he knew what was going on. But the fact that he leaned in, he's like, now's your chance. He's like, wait, for what? <laughs> this is the best part of the game. <laughs> oh, my God. But see, anyway, my point like, is still that it's just like it, it like it, like being able to talk to people about what the actual game is and get your questions answered rather than just be like from whatever. Cause yeah. Okay. See, that was just a random fun fact, but yeah. a lot of times the people that are there are, yes, they're employed, but they're not building a game. They, they have a Q and a sheet mm-hmm. that they can go off of and that's about it. And yep. so being able to talk to the people who will shoot you straight being like, you know what? I can't answer that right now. Or we're not allowed to discuss that, but I can discuss this is 10 times better than being like, so what's this all about? And they're like, uh, you kill 
bugs. Like, this is Pokemon. What are you talking about? This guy's got a casket on his back. (laughs) For some reason. I don't know. I think he's alive. Something says that he's dead. I don't know. Like, legit, like, legit, like, that's kind of what happened at one of the exceed booths um but the so you miss the you miss the face-to-face i mean obviously a call works mm-hmm. well so you still get the face-to-face but it's not just that it's the chance opportunities so yeah. and we've talked about this of like we spend days and days at e3 walking and we will walk the same hall six times in one day and still find something new that we somehow fucking missed yeah um mm-hmm. or like when we like happened upon getting to go behind closed doors to see uh to see moss from polio yeah, yeah. That, that, or that, some that of I the do, other stuff like, that we've done the the um the uh networking 1000 yeah, percent networking that, that the handing out the, the biggest words, all that kind of yeah. stuff and Networking is the biggest because how many times have we just like have cool conversations with people or you know sitting down with someone at lunch or just like mentioning something at a bar and then be like oh you're doing that well why don't you just come on by and check it out and being able to like yeah. talk to the people mm-hmm. and like really get to know them and stuff like that like we were doing with Gearbox and that one v one you know and stuff like that oh and my god all about that mm-hmm. that, was that so game dope. needs to come out eh, it's never gonna come out it's it's already technically out and I was actually talking because uh, friends versus friends came out and it's it's not from Gearbox oh. obviously um but it was like this is like what project 1v1 basically was like bringing back the head to head 1v1 2v2 like boom like that's it except for the fact they added in cards and stuff like that for friends versus friends but still it's like that well this said that had cards too did it have cards no it didn't have a card system i think so it had something you had to do something to earn things from what i remember yeah and those you had, you, oh yeah you had to run around but you had to run around and earn you didn't have like a deck of cards that were there like you had to you had to collect a certain amount so that then you could power up your your like your stronger weapon so your goal was to get whatever was to get more right. like before the other person did so that then you could easily dispatch them but it was fun. And that's like one of those things I said is like you can if you play a a head to head 1v1 with randos on the Internet, it fucking sucks because when they're talking shit, like they're just talking shit and being dicks. But when your best friend is talking shit, <laughs> that's bonding. <laughs> so, I mean, By yeah, I, I miss it. I, I miss it. Yeah. Being a dick is bonding. Uh, um, I miss it. But I miss it for the business aspect. I don't miss it from as a gamer aspect. Like oh, a, God, as no. someone oh. as someone that like really just enjoys games and enjoyed E3. I mean, obviously when we started, I beat it first, you know, 14 years ago or whatever. The sole goal was just like, I just want to get back to E3. Because, you know, we used to do it with CompUSA, left CompUSA. So I just want to get back there. Then we got Eric on board and he was just like, come on in with us. And it was like, sweet. So I felt vindicated that we did whatever we wanted to. And enjoyed my time with it as much as possible. But I'm not clamoring about it being gone or, or wanting to go back. I do miss the networking. I do miss yeah. treating it more like a job, if anything, which is yeah. weird mm-hmm. to say. Yeah, and being the there. And the food. Yeah, being there. Yes. And the food. And the food. Of course, God. the food. Yes. Nothing to do yeah. with E3. Just K-Town <laughs> rocks for food. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like the, the, the highlight a lot of the times. Because we would have some days where it's like, I'm fucking tired. I didn't really see anything great. I've got notes to talk about and whatnot, but I get curry <laughs> <laughs> or I get kimchi fried rice, which nowadays like it's easier to find a lot of those things here in, 
in Phoenix, but like we still can't find like great curry. There's not there's not like an amazing no. curry house here yet. We still we still need a cocoa. Yeah, still Soon. need a cocoa. It'll come. I, I have a feeling that we'll get it eventually. I don't know. It's taking forever for them to open up that one in Irvine in, or, uh, or Texas. in Texas. Texas. So yeah. it's like who knows? <laughs> who knows? Like what's gonna happen with that? But I dig. I I just I want food. I want the fun. Um, I want the stinky one bedroom. Uh, <laughs> one bedroom hotel room that we have that we all like sleep in and record like five feet away from where we (laughs) sleep all together in a line, (laughs) making sure that we're talking away from each other's microphones so that we don't get too much bleed over. And we have to turn off the AC and the fridge in the room. Otherwise get too much noise. Although with the, uh, now with broadcast, we probably wouldn't have to have done that anymore. Except none of us have a have a laptop that can run broadcast. Jason, buy a oh, laptop. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next. Even if you well, buy see- a thirty, yeah. If if we end up having to go out, like that's going to be your thing. Is like you just buy a thirty fifty. You don't even need to be able to game on it. Like this, it's just a basic laptop for Eric. us to be able to run NVIDIA broadcast. Eric, if I'm yeah. buying a fucking laptop, I'm going fucking all in. <laughs> he he's gonna go all fucking <laughs> he's, gonna, he's gonna get a 4080 laptop and <laughs> and then it's gonna sit over there on the couch like 99 percent of the time just like what are you doing jason you have a 48 right there yeah but my 3060 is hooked up <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i will say that i especially for the 4080 laptops like i've seen some uh some benchmarks for those and they can perform as well or almost as well as a 3090 desktop card which is saying something mm-hmm. <laughs> that is saying something because it's like a third if that power draw too but anyways that's beside the point jason what are you drinking oh yeah i am uh uh, uh drinking uh mount royal from Highside brewery or high side brewing uh brewing brewing and uh uh, um where are they from i don't remember where they're from they're from uh frisco frisco colorado and Uh nice little uh uh, lakeside town very cool this is their mount royal it's a franconian style red lager it's actually pretty good it's nice and tasty it's 5.3 alcohol which is about what you expect from a franconian style i have no idea but it tastes like a lager and it's red. So I'm not doubting it and its ability to call itself that. I then also have from uh, Sanitas Brewing Company, which is outside of, uh, oh God, where were they? Oh, this is out of Boulder, Boulder, Colorado. Um, And this is a a black IPA, which ever since uh, um, freaking Lost Highway from Mother Road, I just love black IPAs whenever I can find them. This one's pretty good too. I will have that later on this evening. Nice. I might feel stupid because I think it's I think it's just from Frankfurt. <laughs> I feel stupid asking that now. Wow. <laughs> mm-hmm. This doesn't actually say. Isn't that just another that way from, of saying like German style lager? Well, yeah, yes, yes and no. But I mean, like in the different states and whatnot, like they'd have different styles. But the thing is, like I'm looking at this thing. It's like Franconian style Rotbier. Uh which is red beer, wrote not not root, uh, but it says location European category lager, <laughs> and it never once says it. But as soon as I saw rot beer, rot is red in German, beer is beer in German, and I'm like, wow, I feel stupid. Beer it's probably beer. Frankfurt. Yeah, <laughs> beer is beer, but it's B I E R instead of B E E R. Anyhow. Yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> what are you drinking? I am drinking some Angel's Envy because mm-hmm. I still have that that bottle. Yeah, when are we going to hang out at your house so I can have some Angel's Envy? I, don't know. <laughs> I also I also have like half of that pulled pork that I did frozen right now too. <laughs> Good grief! Because you bought like thirty pounds or something ridiculous. I bought I bought sixteen pounds. <laughs> Two different <laughs> shoulders, okay, <laughs> and I I did one of them. The other one is in the freezer still, <laughs> um, but I smoked it for Mother's Day, and then like we got we got to it, and I looked at it, and I'm like, I don't want to hate pork by the end of this week. Shannon's like, okay, I'm like, I'm just gonna freeze this. <laughs> so I like I put like half of it in into a bag laid it out like flat like got all the air out and then just slid it into our deep freeze and i'm like this is where it's gonna sit for probably about a month or so it'll get pulled out for some barbecue or something like that because we're gonna need something else and we'll just we'll just do that it'll be fine <laughs> but yeah i still got that I, I got those sausages that i have to smoke still too those are in the freezer as well like i, I got so much <laughs> that i have to do <laughs> And now so it's finally meat. getting hot, though. It kind of sucks. I mean, it's not like you're standing out there with the smoker the entire time. No, it's but it makes it harder to... Oh, regulate? Keep it, yeah, to regulate and whatnot. I got it because you get that, like, hot ambient air. When the ambient air is 110 out, it's really hard to cold smoke something <laughs> or to low smoke it because <laughs> it's already hot as balls out. But, yeah, that's beside the point. All right, Chris, you're drinking water, right? You at least got some water with you? No, I didn't grab any water. I'm going in dry. Raw dog in dry. Man. <laughs> Dude, Raw dog th- this podcast. <laughs> your throat's going to be so dry at the end of this. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm constantly drinking water and stuff like that. Even if I didn't have this, I'd be constantly drinking water this entire time just because my throat gets so dry. <laughs> to, to be fair, Eric, you talk probably 80% of the time. Yeah, someone's gotta lead it. <laughs> if it were up to you to lead it, you'd just be sitting there waiting. <laughs> I'd be like, "You guys want to talk about this? I don't really want to. Uh, you guys uh, want to talk about this? I don't really want to. <laughs> nope. I just force you to talk about it. You just force you. <laughs> yep. Do it live. All right, we're gonna fuck it. We're doing it live. All right. Okay. Well, we already. Let's move on to news. Uh, I do find it funny, though, that we did segue in, and the segue did have to do with video games, but it also had little to do with what we were talking about. <laughs> it's like, I, I don't understand. I don't understand how we did that. It's like we still talked about video games, but it still had very little to do with anything that we're talking about that's like relevant and new. We just that went off on a tangent podcast. for that 15 minutes. That is our special power. <laughs> it really is. All right. Okay. The rumored Final Fantasy IX remake is supposed to be keeping the turn-based combat, which yeah. I like. Yeah. I want them to. I, I want them to keep the turn-based combat. Uh, Final Fantasy IX actually had great turn-based combat. I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the story. I enjoyed everything about it, except the animation character design was a little pudding at first, but it was a great game. So, you know, thanks Square, I guess. (laughs) I I do like that they're because they've gotten so far away from turn based and they've even gone so far like to say to say at certain points, like maybe turn based is dead. But then you've got games like Octopath Traveler and Octopath Traveler's problem wasn't the turn based 
combat that made it bad. It was the story yeah. or the way that you went about set. playing the game. Yeah, it got it got repetitive. So like that was the big problem with it. But the the combat was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, also with Final Fantasy, for those of you that don't know, if you have a PlayStation Five, Final Fantasy 16's demo is available right now, so you can play the demo. A week before the game comes out. And the uh, any progress you made in the demo, because it's basically just a prologue that you're playing, will carry over into the game. So Which is good. I like that. Wasting your time. Yeah. I like that it's a prologue one, yes, because it helps with that, not wasting your time. Um, and two, it's, they didn't waste their time doing this like weird extraneous build like they did with like Final Fantasy twelve. Like I remember when they made that like demo disc that came out, uh, I forget what game it came with. But then it's like you could pop that in and you could play it. And it was like this whole setup that had nothing to do with the regular game. You were just playing and learning how the combat system was going to work. And or just like some random ass part of the game. Yeah. Yeah. So they spent all that time and money making it. Yeah. And then it's like they could have just been making the game at that point. It's also helpful because the game is like incredibly narrative. Like I've been playing or I've been playing. I think I'm pretty well through a good chunk of it and obviously it's just a prologue i'm not expecting there to be like you know hidden secrets and stuff like that to the gaming but it is extremely narrative like it was just like wow you know metal gear solid 5 is getting getting a little run for its money right now (laughs) there's constant uh uh, um cutscenes which is my only my only fear is that this is going to be as linear as final fantasy 13 it might be it might not be from based on what i've heard it's just like hey you're going to get to a point where you're linear for a while and then you're going to get to the world and then you're going to be exploring on how the kingdoms all interact with each other. Hopefully that's not 90% of the way through the game like Final Fantasy 13 was. Because yeah, <laughs> they said the same thing about 13 and you just kept going and going and going and then you got to like basically the very end of the game and you're like, okay, well, you could go up and end it now or there's this whole new world to explore and a giant cactus over that way. Yeah. <laughs> I actually enjoyed 13. I, I know that there's a I lot am, of people that... I liked the story. I didn't like how linear it was for so long that was the only problem that i had with it but combat was good graphics were amazing graphics it still fucking holds up now you see someone playing that game right now it's still pretty um and it was it was a fun story and it worked really well it just was too linear for too long they got me with the music yeah oh the music Uh, was good too yeah well i meant for 16 because i've been playing it they got me with the music pretty quick like they're doing a really good job of incorporating in a lot of their uh, uh, staples of music into the game already right away and it's just like okay this feels already very comfortable combat felt fluid uh, but it is definitely not you know typical RPG style but it is there if you play Final Fantasy 7 you're going to feel just as comfortable as you are with that maybe a little less uh, ATB but a little bit more on what you're able to do obviously I don't have the full kit available of everything that you're going to be able to unlock um, but I will say this it is actually very refreshing to see uh M-rated Final Fantasy game and have mm-hmm. it be like blood, guts, and mm-hmm. gore. And like I was just like, all right, I've seen some blood. I wonder if they're, what they're gonna do with the dialogue. And literally, like five minutes into the game, there's a character that goes like fuck, 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 and like is running. I was like, there you go. <laughs> it, it feels like it, at least especially from the the like 
trailers and everything that we that they've shown off so far it definitely feels like a game that requires that they're, they're definitely mm-hmm. going through a more visceral i mean i've only been playing for an hour or so and they've definitely already hit on some very mature themes you know you can definitely see that there's like going to be some sexual like tension somewhere and stuff like that and backstabbing and you know ever since reading the article like we last week or two weeks ago that the uh, main director was just like you're all going to watch uh, 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 Game, Game of Thrones. Thrones. It's just like okay, I can see already some of these like uh, uh, tropes that are showing up of like a Game of Thrones style. Like everyone doesn't trust everybody, and everyone's always constantly mm-hmm. at war. But it's going to be like hopefully, if anything, it'll be like a, a Gundam Wing, but set in medieval times with magic, and that will be great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> knights and magic, not knights and magic. <laughs> not, it's not, not all about the magic. aesthetic. Uh, the, yeah, it has a slightly better aesthetic than that. Oh man. Anyway, uh, I, I'm I'm eagerly intrigued. Still don't pre-order. Don't do that. Oh, and no. they, they did one of the most dumbest things that I've ever seen them do. Is that like, Obviously, games are more expensive. Uh, the deluxe... I mean, so there's regular game. It's like 70 bucks. The deluxe uh, edition the is digital $100. Deluxe. Well, there's there's two. Oh, yeah. There's a oh, $100 yeah. d- deluxe edition. And then there's a 350 fucking fuck you st- statue edition. So screw oh, that statue edition. Yeah, there's four. But then they have digital deluxe and physical deluxe. Yeah. And digital deluxe comes with the digital art book, digital soundtrack. One of my favorite things about games is the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. But the physical one comes with like a physical cloth map and a steel book, which will look really nice on your uh, shelf. But doesn't come with the digital uh, uh, art book or the soundtrack. I'm Wait, it like, doesn't come with the soundtrack at all. No, like they're just like, hey, you get the mm. digital one, you get the soundtrack. That you costs get the you zero dollars. Like everywhere I've seen, they're just like, yep, there's the two different things. You get the physical crap with the physical one. You get the digital crap with the digital one. I'm just like, why, 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 why do that? It just bugs me. Just you absolutely. Get the the soundtrack me. on on vinyl. Maybe I don't want on a vinyl. Just give me a goddamn like give me the, coupon. It, it's just a mini one. It. It's just it's just a mini one. So it's just like five songs or whatever. So it's not like it's gonna be like the full uh, soundtrack, which is like eight discs. I don't know if you saw them talk about that. That it's gonna go on sale like next week or whatever. Like with the game, it's like eight discs of the soundtrack <laughs> for this. I mean, game. it's a long like, game from yeah. what they've said. Mm-hmm. I, will, I well, I mean, it's gonna be like forty hours or whatever, but it'll be. It'll be dope. And that's to, one of the I'm main reasons I'm trying to see if it's why, up on Spotify yet. It's not up on Spotify. One of the main Spotify reasons yet. why I don't get into albums, uh, uh, vinyl albums for gaming, because not only are they super fucking expensive, but that'd be like all I buy. So <laughs> I can't. Wait a second. Oh, no. Okay. This is so they do have the single vinyl. They have the single Find the Flame up on Spotify, but the entire soundtrack is not up on Spotify yet. It will be, though. Like, it's going to be up there, like, immediately. So you don't need to buy it as long as you have like a membership for something. Jason's going to buy the full eight disc thing. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jason's a slut for fucking OSTs. OST <laughs> slut for sure. If you haven't learned that yet, learn it because that is doctrine in the in this video game podcast that Jason is a slut for OSTs. All right. Um, let me make sure. Oh, uh, we'll, we'll keep sticking with PlayStation stuff. Uh, team group has made an SSD heatsink for the PS5, which sounds stupid. I will admit it sounds dumb, except for the fact that when you consider that you have to have an SSD with a heatsink in order to run an extra one in your PlayStation 5, just because there's not like great airflow in that area. So it needs to have something that's going to dissipate heat. Uh, And it's kind of a pain to find some of the ones that fit in there, just because of the fact that like everyone wants to have these weird chonky ones. So team group making one 
that fits and it's like the size of the bay which is really cool too so it like it fits in and it covers up like takes up all the space that there is and then you can use any uh solid state drive with that heat sink so you don't have to worry about getting an extra heat sink which is kind of cool like i thought it was stupid at first and then when i really thought about it i'm like okay no wait Let's not let's not immediately be a dick about this. <laughs> let's put some actual thought into this. <laughs> All right, uh, we talked previously about how Metal Gear Solid Three is coming out. It was announced on the the PlayStation Direct, and the original voiceover artists have not been invited back. So it was confirmed later. Boo. Yeah, they did say two things. It's just like obviously we're just going to reuse the same audio, which cool i mean i'm glad just because why mess with it when it was already a good story but then it's just like that means that there's not going to be anything extra there's not going to be any kind of like different uh viewpoint to something or anything like that and don't get me wrong i don't really want uh uh, uh them to mess with kojima's game at all or do anything that hideo wouldn't want but if they're not going to conclude him anyway that'd be the time where you're going to do it right it's just like yeah let's have an actual love scene between big boss and big boss and it's just like no don't <laughs> fucking do that don't fucking do that well because the original big boss was a woman so you know but what yeah. we could do is some clone <laughs> bullshit why not i mean this is 2023 now and you know snake eater make it more literal let's do it let's <laughs> do it <laughs> but at the same point it it's not a remake at that point no it's not it's just it's a, a reskin yeah yeah and it, the it's it's they're they're blurring the line between remaster and remake now, and it's it's really kind of annoying. But oh well. All right, uh, we already talked. Yeah, we talked about this on the last one. The Nick Cage is coming to Dead by Daylight. Yes. Well, in true Nick Cage fashion, during the uh, the shitty you know summer game thingy mabobber dealy put on by a giant douchebag nick cage came up on stage and did the ultimate nick cage thing and talked about how great it's going to be to fuse and be one with gamers as they play <laughs> him <laughs> and it's supposed to be nick cage so it's supposed to be nick cage playing nick cage in dead by daylight so they're they're taking the approach of the unbearable weight of massive talent of nick cage playing nick cage and doing it that way and it's i, I think that's going to be funny i, I can't imagine gonna... a more terrifying yeah. way to die than that that's amazing <laughs> <laughs> we still don't know what like because i don't think that i don't think that they've shown what enemy you're going to get and if it's not a giant animatronic i'm going to be pissed i played like, the game it... like all of like three times and i found it annoyingly frustrating so i don't care <laughs> i played it for a while and it was fun um it, they keep rebalancing it and changing things it makes it less fun and then more fun but i'm just saying more like if they don't bring in something from willie's wonderland <laughs> then they miss the mark <laughs> they miss the mark wholeheartedly <laughs> all right uh let's see here uh noctua 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 showed off where they're at currently with their new 140 millimeter fans, which still aren't done. They've been in an R&D for eight years. Eight years. It's not in nanometers. But they actually showed up uh, at Computex this year and like they had a whole booth and they showed, they showed like all the prototypes that they've been going through with like uh, different materials used for the fan, for the blades themselves, more blades, less blades, 
uh, different angles of attack, larger or thinner blades, like so many different things that they've gone through over the years within it. And it was it was pretty interesting to see some of the stuff that they've got. Um, but from what we've seen, like from what they've been showing off as far as like uh, airflow and everything like that is probably going to be like the end all be all of system fans. I mean, Noctua fans are great. So this like making them even better is going to be awesome. So hopefully yep. we'll get like, you know, some kind of release date or something like that soon. Uh, they also had some pretty cool uh, uh, new cooler blocks for doing air for doing air cooling on your CPU. And they had uh, they had some pretty cool ones that they showed off there, too. So it's worth going over to like uh, I forget Gamers Nexus had one had a video where they did like an entire thing through the booth. And then there's a whole other video where they were actually able to talk with engineers. So if you want to learn more about that, go to Gamers Nexus YouTube and watch that. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> Counter-Strike 2 looks pretty. It looks like it's got like a lot of things, a lot of great things going for it. But one of the things that it doesn't have good going for it is apparently it's movement. And a lot of pro CSGO players are really voicing themselves so that they can get them to fix it. So try to get Valve to kind of fix it. One of the guys even likening the movement, uh, like when he's crouching and then getting back up to when he weighed like a hundred and something kilograms. <laughs> like it, yeah. he's like, he, he was no like this guy is known. I forget the name of the guy. Like he was known. He used to be a big fat guy that played video games and he's lost weight and like he's done everything. <laughs> to it. And he's like, it, it was kind of, it felt like I was back at that weight again with the, the length of time that it takes to get up and then get moving and whatnot. He's like, it was, it was weird. And so there, I, there, you I love the idea of the, of the character being like, <laughs> 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 let me go disarm this bomb <laughs> gotta, gotta fight them terrorists <laughs> they're coming for my freedoms <laughs> they're coming for my cheeseburger my french fries my milky shakes they're coming to take our germs they took your germs <laughs> How many South Park references can we fit into one news story? <laughs> but yeah, uh, hopefully they fix that because if they really want this to become like the next NWL and replace CSGO, they really kind of like need to cater to the people that are going to be playing this game. Yeah. Right. But yeah, I just reading that, I was just like, what? Like I, I read the, the like sub headline and then like I really had to read that article. I was like, Oh, that's what he means. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, news that dropped today. It was like either today or late, late yesterday. American Truck Simulator has changed their in-game bulletin boards now to be in-game ads for a real-life trucking company. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. I heard you boys like trucking. You want to do some trucking? I both like this idea and hate this idea at the same time. So I like because the trucking industry definitely like COVID's really done a number on the amount of people that are wanting to travel and whatnot. And they can make sense. So they're really like they're trying to get more people to do it. And they're like, oh, maybe these people that want to play a trucking game like and will haul stuff do long haul runs and everything like that. 
might actually want to do it. So they put billboards up within that. I don't like it because I don't want it to prove that putting ads in games works. <laughs> oh. And that's the problem. Um, and they're hoping that they're going to be able to sell ad space to more trucking companies to do this as well so that they can have more billboards all over the place. And I both like and hate this at the same time. And I really, it's just, I I don't want it to work. I don't want them to have a a case study that shows that advertising in games works and that you can, you can on the fly change what advertisements go up in different areas, because this is something that Microsoft's been trying to do for 10 years. they'll, They'll target it to you too. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you'll be like, for example, if you're driving that that truck, Eric, you know, driving down the highway, there'll be all these like gay furry porn like uh, billboards <laughs> showing up for you all over the place because it'd be targeted and you'd be like, yeah. oh, you know, let me pull over my big rig and uh, check out this billboard real fast. And I, wait, I wait, wait, that. The, the temptation would be too big for you. Is it gay furry porn if they're furries? So they're not exactly human. <laughs> it's still gay. It's still gay. There's anything wrong with that, but. But I'm gay. just, I'm just wondering, like realistically, like from a, from a definition standpoint, is it gay if they're not? There's, if there's a male fur, furry, furry and a female furry, they are still gay. Because I guarantee you that female furry isn't female. <laughs> Interspecies erotica. Either way, don't let your kids take pictures with them touching the costume. Don't touch the costume. Just don't touch them. Just, just don't touch just them. Don't. Just don't let your kids touch them. Sure, it's a cute mascot. They're walking around Comic Con. They're looking like they're looking like they're family friendly. They are not family friendly. Same thing with the bronies. You see, you see a My Little Pony walking, prancing around over there. Do not touch it. No, no. <laughs> they like My Little Pony a little too much. <laughs> All right. Uh, Let's see here. Oh, I guess I did miss one for Sony. Uh, Tower of Fantasy is officially coming to PlayStation this summer. It was announced by Sony today. uh, And they've even got, when I went to download Final Fantasy 16's demo earlier, I saw like the video popped up. It was posted three hours ago from Sony on the PlayStation. So, you know, you can play that. I, I honestly have not touched that game since probably like two weeks into its release. Oh, wow. Granted, I broke that game three times in one stream. So <laughs> I got to point where I'm like, I'm going to give this a little bit longer mm-hmm. to figure out. Who knows? I might give it a, another try and whatnot. I've heard some good things and whatnot in there, but uh, I'm still waiting for Honkai Star Rail. Their, them to give that release date for PlayStation because that's the one that I want to do. All right. Uh, we're getting into a lot of the same stuff now. Uh, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2 is taking so long for it to come out that they have finally started refunding pre-orders if you request it. <laughs> well, <laughs> at least they're offering. If yep. you don't remember, this is the game that was being developed by a developer. Then they took it away from them scrapped everything and restarted so it's taken a little while (laughs) but that will i i don't know the fact that they're refunding pre-orders now doesn't you know 
strike confidence in me that it's going to be coming out in the next you know like six months so it's going to be a little while before that comes out which really sucks because vampire the vampire the masquerade games are fun like they're real deep it's a completely different story set up than what you get with a lot of other vampire games i highly recommend them if you haven't played it i played swan song last year and swan song was a great game so if you're if you're itching for a vampire the masquerade game and you can't get bloodlines obviously don't play their battle royale play swan song much better game all right uh and mk1 has gotten even more uh gameplay out and it looks pretty but fans are not happy about Kano, and rightfully okay, yeah. so. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about downgrade. <clears throat> so it's a downgrade, and part of it makes sense. Like, okay, Kano in the game, like the new Kano, because it's it's not the same old Kano. It's like we talked about. It's a whole reboot of the of the series. Liu Kang is the guardian god of fire instead of Raiden, the god of electricity. Blah blah blah. But it's a reboot. He's restarted the universe. So it's more akin to like the original Kano with a completely different guy. Looks like shitty, <laughs> like the original Kano, which would make sense if you're like, okay, yeah, like they're all going to look the way that they did, except nobody else looks the way that they did in the first one. <laughs> like Sub Zero and Scorpion look way more badass. Like it, there's nothing in that that screams to me that they needed to do that to Kano. And even when they when they do like the, they've got like all these like uh, summons that you can pop in, and it's like the old Mortal Kombat ones. It still looks better <laughs> than what they what they currently have, which is something that they can fix. I, you know, I think the I think doing a reboot was smart for them. I think that that was something that they needed to do. But right now they're tiptoeing really close to just oversaturation. Like, you know, 10, mm-hmm. XL, 11 all came out pretty quick succession. You know, that like, okay, I get that. But, you, you, you know, you you have a very, very small niche of people that want to play fighting games in general. And then you have only two types are just like, I want the very heavy trigger pill in like a, uh, Street Fighter style, where it's just like, hey, you know, I'm just here to get the combos off and stuff like that. And then you have the cinematic ones, like you know, Justice, the Justice League, one, Injustice, and yeah. uh, Mortal Kombat. I put in. It was just like, this is a cinematic universe. You know, you're going to experience something more than just that. And of course, just gobs and gobs of violence, which is my favorite part. And so it's just like, all right, so I don't need that much violence. I don't know. It just it, I feel like it's getting too much. I'm not okay. lining up to play this one. I'm gonna have to correct you, Jason. It's not over. It's not nearly as oversaturated as as what it feels like it is. Oh yeah, why? Well, yeah. how? When was last? I guess when did that? Mortal Kombat 11 like came two? out in 2019. Holy shit! Well, COVID, COVID was one. COVID, COVID was, was three years. Year. Yeah. COVID was yeah. one year. <laughs> <laughs> COVID was 2020 three to years. now. One year ago. That's all. Uh, no, like, that, COVID was 87 years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but here's the thing no so uh they actually have done a better cadence now in the last 10 years than they did before so 2023 2019 2015 2011 they only had like a main uh like real game come out every four years wow well yeah i stand corrected but so but before that though (laughs) 
<laughs> you talked before that. We're talking 92, 93, 95, 96, 97, 99, 2000, 2001, 2002, 2003, uh, mm-hmm. 2004, 2005, 2006. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, they went ham. I, I well, no, once ham. two came out. And they were just like, wow, people are still playing this shit even with those babalities in there. Let's go. And they just went nuts. Releasing hey, crap. friendships, man. Friendship. It's, all about the, it's all about the friendships. But yeah, so it, they've done a better job of of staging it out. I think where it feels like there's more is that they, they did have the seasons and the extra DLC going on with 11. So that kind of was, and same thing with 10. Yeah. So it's like, it, it kind of feels like it's closer because they're continuing on. But like PlayStation's been doing a huge push with 11, like all through COVID. And even beyond, even after COVID, they still do tournaments and whatnot on their Twitch channel. So yeah, it's like, I I felt like you were right. And I was like, wait, I, we should probably check this <laughs> before we before That's we hilarious. double down on that. It's been too, it's been way too short of amount of time. But yeah, four years. Um, I, I will say that seeing the the way that they're going to do the story, uh, they are very much going, it feels like much more heavy into the story with it. And the way that they're presenting the story into combat feels really fluid at least the way that they showed it off so hopefully it, it shows off as flu or it plays as fluid as they as they showed it to be so we'll hopefully go there all right uh star wars the old republic is being is now being handed off to a third party uh developer so that bioware can focus on mass effect and dragon age yeah and the big question is like how long did they or how much work did they actually get done on it so how long out is this going to be still who knows that's all that they've said. <laughs> all right. Uh, we're now going to get into entirely Microsoft. Woo. I mean, that was the most recent. Uh, it was the most recent. It was, it was the biggest presser like mm-hmm. during this time period as well, um, because we already had PlayStation. We talked about PlayStation on the last one. It was kind of a letdown. Mm-hmm. Didn't really feel like a whole lot like was on there. Um, we'll just go ahead. And before we get into it, uh, news came out that the CMA met with the FTC 26 times about the Microsoft Activision merger before they laid down their verdict, which a lot of people were like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they did that collusion much and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, that's kind of what I hoped would happen. I, I would have thought that more countries would have been talking with each other before coming up and just like arbitrarily deciding yes or no on these things. Mm-hmm. Like communication because if one big power or one big country doesn't go for it or one big union doesn't go for it, it can make make or break this entire thing. And right now it's the US and the UK. And what I was telling some people the other day is like they can move forward with it at any time, but then they can't do business in these countries. Right. Yep. So that and that's the big thing is like if they can at least get the U.S. if they can get the U.S. to to do it, then the U.K. will probably follow suit. But Maybe. who knows? The uh, Microsoft president met with the prime minister of the U.K. to try and grease the wheels a little bit. So who knows what's going to come out of this? Um, we've still got some time to wait and see. But in the meantime, Microsoft has now shown off that they have a bunch of exclusives coming in because they did an entire thing and they showed off a crap ton of exclusives and Game Pass games on it. Uh, the big thing, though, 
was that they promised no pre-rendered videos days before this. Uh, they, they promised like it's going to be in-engine cool. and gameplay only. And not it's fully, like, okay. Yeah, not fully pre-rendered or like CGI. Yeah. Well, I think they also only promised that for their first party games. Uh, no, they promised it for everything. They, they, there wasn't going to be I thought the anything. fine print was... Oh, was it? I don't know. Games. Either way... Either way, it doesn't matter because their first party games also kind of fucked this up. So here's the big yeah. thing. They promised – it's in, it's very much in the wording. Pre-rendered and gameplay. Pre- or uh, like in-engine. In-engine. And, and gameplay. The in-engine being first is the key because most of this shit was just in-engine. And mm-hmm. we've seen in-engine not be indicative of the final product many times before and they even put little disclaimers out on videos and whatnot when they do that absolutely i mean because you can Mm -hmm. have your engine looks amazing but then once you add in the load of hud and control and camera control and And loading more than just that small area exactly (laughs) then it's just like and now we have to downgrade substantially so yeah absolutely and it was so bad that so we did a counter during the during the presser of when we saw gameplay and i was much more lenient with this than jason wanted me to be but i (laughs) I counted 18 times that we saw gameplay but this included uh first person shooter things with zero hud uh it included forza which showed in cockpit driving which forza they always show the game engine as it is and they and the driving once it gets into the driving like that's how it is so i kind of gave it to that but there were so many of them that were in engine and all it was was cinematic stuff and that's just as bullshit as running the as running the the pre-rendered cgi like laden Mm -hmm. thing within it because it's still not showing you anything it's not showing you what gameplay looks like it's not showing you any of the any of the stuff that's going on other than the things that you want us to see to to put on a pretty trailer well, yeah, and I that's mean, it. Like Fable. Fable supposedly showed in-game. I mean, it, it could be rendered and all jazz like that. Like when yeah. we saw Final Fantasy VII Remake for the first time, that was all in-game and that was fucking gorgeous, right? So I could see it, but the fact but that they it's not showed showing us... any HUD or actual gameplay, it's just yeah, like, they no, showed us a not... HUD with Final Fantasy VII Remake. Right. And that when was so... That's they did when that we finally whole dropped our pants. Intro. We were just like, fuck yes, we're ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, cause like that, that, that's what, that's what was the biggest thing. Now, obviously I'm going to talk about final fantasy cause I'm replaying it right now. And it's just like, you can still tell there's a difference between the pre-rendered ones and in game, just like cutscene. You can see mm-hmm. it in their mouths. You can see it like their animations and stuff like that are a lot more clunky cause the whole thing's not meant for talking and stuff like that, where the videos are. And so you can definitely see the difference still, but it's still gorgeous in that, in its own self. And all yeah. you have to do is just put up the HUD. What's the game look like? Cause that to me is what it's all about anymore it's just like yeah okay everything looks phenomenal nowadays which is great and don't get me wrong it's not all about graphics but what is it going to look like when i'm playing it is what i'm all concerned about anymore yeah and like fable as chris said was a was like a big offender with that it's like okay this is in engine but right now all i'm watching is a pre-rendered like setup Mm -hmm. of the guy from the it crowd talking to the camera yep (laughs) and it's it really pissed me off and i counted 18 but honestly the amount of in-game footage that we saw in this entire presser was minimal minimal until we got to the starfield direct it was there was barely anything shown yeah and it's it just pissed me off 
it was so annoying. Um, and the fact that it's like they, they promised and they promised, but they said it a very specific way. And if you paid attention to them, you're like, oh, okay, well, then it's not going to be. And yeah, like that's it, it just it was annoying. Was there a lot of stuff that was shown off? There was a lot of good stuff that was shown off. Like I, I'm not going to deny it. I, it kind of sucked that Persona 3 accidentally got leaked by Atlas <laughs> days before this <laughs> because it would have been so much of a bigger thing for Microsoft to just like, boom, be like Persona 3 Remastered is coming to Xbox. And they've definitely like, that was one of the things I want to make sure it's like Microsoft's partnership with Sega Atlas is really fucking heating up. They are leaning heavy into them in order to try and get that Asian market. I mean, tons of stuff all coming to the game pass right off the bat. Um, the only yep. one that I, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but their new IP of the turn-based uh, style one that looked really sick um was that coming to game pass too the persona one the no, tactical the, one or the new the new ip the like morono or mersaken or oh mersaken yeah that one's coming to game pass because all of the first party games are coming to game pass like, yeah that's sick that's great because i mean that game great. was dope and uh, like you were talking about how like you know square enix is saying that turn commerce or not turn commerce that uh um, turn base is is dead and then alice is over here being like good it is we're just gonna yeah. keep cranking them out and making money <laughs> yeah <laughs> now here's the thing though the 2022 showcase was supposed to was supposed to have games that were all supposed to come out within the year between like the showcase in 2022 and the showcase in 2023 and 14 of those games haven't come out yeah. and then the big problem that you have is that a lot of these games that they put on that showcase are this were listed as 2024. No Q1 2024, early 2024, nothing like that. It was all like it was mostly 2024 games which is not great for Microsoft. And I mean I'm not going to I'm not going to sit there and complain and be like they're like oh Microsoft sucks because they don't have any good. like it's concerning to me that they're not going to have a whole lot of games coming out because we've talked about it. Like their sales have been in a major slump for the console. Mm -hmm. And the fact that it is that they don't have a lot of games coming out with the remainder of this year is really bad for them. Hopefully this helps turn it around next year, but also next year could be too little too late in the grand scheme of things. Time will tell. Time will tell. Speaking of hardware sales, what did they announce on there at the like right at the very very end of the thing? <laughs> oh, one terabyte <laughs> Series S. Everyone's Black. asking for more space. We're gonna give you Everyone, more space yeah. on your Series How, S, but only if however, you buy a new one. <laughs> however, you're asking for more space on it, and you know what? It costs fifty dollars more. There's no reduction in that. Like this is the time frame at the three year mark is when you normally would be like, okay, we're going to give you a little bit more space for the same amount of money. And that nothing. It's like you're going from 512 to one terabyte. $50 isn't even the retail price for that amount of storage. <laughs> I mean, it is, it is if you hey, factor in their, their shitty things. It's black now though. It is black now. This is true. And only I mean, yeah. it's, it's it's it it's that is not a smart decision because yeah, exactly. so and so many people are have, are starting to complain about the series S. A lot of devs are have been complaining for a while, but now people are complaining because if you if you try and use the resume on some of these games with the series S, it's running out of VRAM. <laughs> 
It's like, wow, what do you do when your console runs out of VRAM? <laughs> I don't think I've ever actually seen that happen on a console, but it can apparently happen very easily on a Series S. So there were a lot of great things that Microsoft showed off and a lot of great things that they talked about. They didn't show us a lot of gameplay with it, but there's also some things that are still deeply concerning for Microsoft. And I'll say it again, PlayStation's Direct was vastly underwhelming. So I'm not PlayStation homering (laughs) or anything like that. This is straight up (laughs) facts for Microsoft and it's not boding well. Especially now all the people that that said like, oh, Microsoft's selling better than what people say and VG charts is bullshit, blah, 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 because Microsoft doesn't disclose the amount of sales for hardware. Well, they do now. And the problem is they're disclosing it and it's not great. (laughs) (laughs) They're probably going to turn back on that. Let's be honest here. Uh, Speaking also of games shown off that haven't done anything, the Elder Scrolls 6 teaser that was announced forever ago now is officially five years old the thing is when they showed it off or when they said like elder scrolls 6 is in is in development they said that starfield takes precedence and they're not going to go full ham into it until starfield's done guess what game still hasn't come out yet but is coming out starfield in september is starfield (laughs) they spent a lot of time on it so who knows how long it's going to be uh before that one comes out um speaking of starfield though it looks good but it also doesn't look good there's a there's a lot of things that they're doing right with it um one of the things that i like that they said is like you can easily switch between third person and first person so it's like if i play this game i'm gonna be doing that i'm gonna have a i'm gonna have a hot key to switch for it so that i'm Mm -hmm. out exploring and i can see myself running around in a space suit and then all of a sudden i have to do combat and just go boop no (laughs) and start firing off that way and that'll be great combat looks actually like really good it looks fast and fluid the way that a shooter should um character animations though are not good i was getting some real bad like uh, uh um flashbacks from andromeda i know it's not the same but i mean like the view of them mm. the glassy eyed look to the a lot of the characters are just like eh, i don't really like this i don't know it, it, it just it didn't blow me away like i was wanting to like the like what what i went into the presser expecting was expecting like the environments to be drab and boring based on the few screenshots that we've seen and stuff like that and what it, what it was it was just like uh they're really going to make this more exciting and cool to, to visit and i thought that the humans were going to be dope and i left feeling the exact opposite and i'm now just mm-hmm. kind of like okay this looks just like maybe barely upgrade to honestly like fallout 4 like yeah. visuals of, i mean they've the never really been models. great with character models no they haven't and it's just no. like it, it, it's just like it takes me out so fast because the, the game mm-hmm. looked like you said like it looked fluid it looked fast it looked nice the environments were really clean looking like that was a big thing for me the ships look clean the suits look clean that was another big one i was just like okay if i'm gonna be looking at this like spacesuit for all like all the time I mean, it better look fucking good and it did and like i'm excited to see what customization there is to that but then, like, all you're talking and all, all the storylines just kind of like... Uh. The one thing that I will say, um, and very few RPGs do this right, because it's also very hard to do. Uh, like, some Final Fantasy games have done it correct. But you can give leeway a little bit for a town in something like Skyrim not being bustling with people. It's the Middle Ages and whatnot. Like, there's not going to be, like, a shit ton of people wandering around. But when you show me this super utopia city on this planet 
and there's six people walking around in an area that just it immediately just like throws me out um uh what was the what was the the russian iron heart or whatever game oh atomic hearts atomic hearts atomic hearts actually did it right when you were going through the city there were tons of people around like there were more people not like not like a, a sea of people like new york city or something like that but there were a lot of people around in comparison to what you see on this game and I feel like that's one of those things that they don't put enough effort into, not just them, but a lot of people, a lot of developers don't put enough effort into putting more people in, even if you can't talk to them. I don't care if I can talk to every NPC in the game. I just want to see them so it feels like I'm in this big metropolis. I don't want to have the same amount of people in this metropolis as if I go to the fucking western town version i did like the like the western town version of it didn't go full serenity like that full firefly thing where it's like it really is the west and they just happen to have spaceships you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i did like that it was still very much like like tech heavy um i did hear the second uh version of uh like a a random new punk thing uh, with it, which they called NASA punk. I'm sorry, you can't just make up a new thing and then add punk to the end. And they weren't the only ones that did it. There was somebody else on uh, on one of the previous game shows, like shows that we watched. It was either the Gorilla Game, the Gorilla Collective one, or the uh, the Wholesome Direct one, where somebody made one up. I'm like, what the fuck did I just hear? <laughs> yeah so it looks good but also kind of like crap and the the problem is that i may just only be able to try it because it's going to be too big of a game for me to be able to dive to divulge that much time into it because i know that it's going to this is a long game this is not the this is not the short con for a game like you're, you're in for the long haul with it and yep. i just don't have the time for it so somebody else is going to have to do it and i'm just going to have to like dip my toe into it to see like if i was right or not but that's that's all right it. I mean, you're not, you're not going to get through. You're probably not going to get through Final Fantasy 16 as well. And then Chris will handle Star Citizen. So we'll be good. Starfield. Star <laughs> Citizen's never coming out. Oh, Star Citizen's never coming out. <laughs> <There we go. laughs> now, I'm going to get through 16 too. 16's my next game after I after I do Midnight Suns. The problem is that I've been slow playing Midnight Suns so, we'll, so We'll be badly. playing Star Citizen in our retirement homes. No, we won't. It's still not going to be out. <laughs> <laughs> they've already All retired right. they took that money and ran yeah <laughs> okay uh microsoft is also they announced that they're bringing game pass to geforce now which is pretty good uh to prove that as chris put in there to prove that they're mm -hmm. gonna play nice with other people especially because like the cma's big thing is that they say that microsoft's too heavy into cloud for yep. this to not ruin competition so bringing Game Pass to GeForce Now is awesome. I think it's great. It's it's a fucking win-win situation there because not everybody can afford a video card, you know, and being able to get GeForce Now and then play literally on a fucking Chromebook if you have to is a good thing. And then it's just going to allow for Microsoft to get more money. And they're really trying right now to get more people to sign up because we talked about on the last one that they've stalled out like they've found that getting people outside of the xbox community to pay for game pass so pc people is proving really hard to do now getting more and more people um mm -hmm. i'll still say pc game pass is the way to go if you've got a pc the best deal in gaming man it is yep. still so good you do geforce now though 
get Game Pass. Like it's 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 just smart. That's a smart business decision right there. So yeah, fuck definitely. Activision. This is the way to go. Fuck Activision. <laughs> Bunch of fucking bitches. Uh, all right, and last but not least from the presser, um, and we we're like when I sat down and they had uh, oh god I forget her name. But uh, the woman that's a higher up for for Xbox, like start off the whole presentation. I was like, oh, is Phil actually going to show up for this entire thing? And Phil didn't come out until the very end of the presser. And as he's sitting there, I was like, he's wearing a Hexen shirt. And that is the shittiest fucking promo print quality shirt that you could possibly here's what it was and here's how here's how here's how it's a low-key brag it's definitely not this but this is how it could be the the most low-key brag is that that was a brand new sealed 1995 hexen shirt (laughs) (laughs) it would 100 explain the quality of the print okay if 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 you guys have ever worn these like plasticky like prints oh, on so shirts, hot. especially oh. once. Yeah, oh yeah, it's like the entire oh. front of it, and it's it, you're just wearing PVC that on thick, you. Thick, thick. Oh, mm-hmm. I, I was just, I felt bad for him. I was like, oh my god, how hot is he up there? Like that's just, that's just mm-hmm. sucking in that heat from the lights, and it's just not radiating out. It's just radiating back into him. Like he must be so hot and uncomfortable wearing that shirt because it is the shittiest print quality that you could possibly get and i loved hexen <laughs> and the <laughs> fact that that's what i had to focus in on because it was just like that's like ptsd from those types of shirts of like how bad they were like i'm just like oh poor phil but they they didn't say anything about it he didn't point at his shirt or anything like that just straight up comes out wearing a hexen shirt and that's either a low-key flex or there's going to be new Hexen coming out soon, which would be cool. Yeah, were, Hexen, Hexen cool. was great. Yeah. I like Hexen. Oh, they do better yeah. with that than they've done with some other stuff. So mm, we'll see what they do with the, the what's the genre called now? Like the boomer shooter. And it's oh. just like, uh, we'll see what they, oh. let's see what they do with this one. Because if they make it in another boomer shooter, it's just like, Hey, it's the same Hexen vibe and stuff like that. Eh. if they give it the doom 2016 vibes though. Yes. I could get behind that real fast because Hexen Hexen's doomed with magic. Yes, and that's yeah. what was so fun. Uh, yeah, it was it was so amazing. I loved the Hexen games; they were fun. So they definitely need to like bring that back. God, that's like fuck. I think that's like freshman year of high school, maybe when I played that. Fuck, forever ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I would. I was probably in junior high when that was going down. I remember being blown away. I, I can remember. Yep. I'm pretty sure it was Hexen. There's a like one of the ultimate skills was that it was an orb of light. You'd shoot it out and it bounced across enemies and they'd all like just vaporize right in front of you. I love that shit. That was so fun. Mm-hmm. I believe that it was that, yeah. Um yeah. yeah. October 30th, 1995. Yeah, so that would have been my my freshman year of high school. I remember remember going over to my friend Brandon's house and playing it on his PC because he had a he had a slightly newer PC than I had that actually had a 3D accelerator in it. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was an ATI Rage. <laughs> All right, that's it for news. So let's talk about games that we're a plan. Um, I'll go first because I've been playing the exact same thing that I was that I had started playing, and that is Marvel Midnight Suns. <laughs> and I. I I said that I was slow playing. Like I didn't realize how slow I was slow playing it until 
uh, the other day I came across the end of part one of the story and I've already maxed out friendship levels with two of them, with two of the characters. I've maxed out my overall friendship level at eight with everybody like a while ago. I've just been doing side side missions, doing all the fun stuff, like all of the, the friendship things within it, all the conversations, because the great thing about the conversations is they're all, everything. There is very like there is probably one percent of this game that is not voiced and all that is is they have random questions that you answer for somebody and it's a you give them an a or b answer and that's it the rest of the game is all voice you're walking through the abbey and you hear conversations between two heroes just random ones and they all pertain to what's going on at that particular moment or something that happened uh based off of friendship things or based off of the story or anything like that as you walk past them they they try and inter, like engage with you in conversation too it's super fun there's tons of stuff that you can do with the uh with the cards um the only thing that i wish is that you could make your hand bigger because like the deck for each of the for each of the characters is only eight and that's it and like especially the main character i have so many fucking cards <laughs> and i've been i've been leveling up but there's so many different ones because you have you have the possibilities for light and dark and all sorts of stuff with the main character like i just have i have so many cards i'm like i'm this one's still better i'm, I'm not going to use that one i'm not going to test that out um so that's like one of like the only gripes for it but man it's a fucking great game <laughs> <laughs> highly highly it. recommend it for anybody that's doing it uh star rail started version 1.1 1. 1. um i i haven't gotten the new the new character i lost the 50 50 unfortunately uh i got clara um and i did get a, i got a five star off the standard banner with like 30 something pulls in and i got Branya. Yes. so that's about it i've been i've been like focusing and i have over 60 hours into midnight suns <laughs> and I'm, I'm so far away from the ending but it's a very engrossing story that's good that, that, that to me makes it all worth it if it, yeah. the story's fun you're not repeating you're not like it's not just filler and stuff like that but like, even all like, the side missions like even all these like weird side missions and stuff like that that i'm doing like it never feels repetitive because you go in and it's like, oh, you injured one of your one of the people, or they're requiring you to work with with this superhero instead. So you get all these new, like you figure out like all these new combinations and whatnot. It's really cool. Yep. Who's next? Uh, I can go next because I'm quick. I'll be quick. You know, I, I've just yeah, been spending a lot more too. time in uh, uh, Final Fantasy VII still remake. I've been really wanting to go through it, beat on hard mode. You know, the new one's coming out next year so very much excited for that and i was like i i only played really the two times and wouldn't mind playing it like and really trying to play it and yeah hard mode's hard it, you definitely learn a lot more of the mechanics of the game and uh, uh enjoying it now a lot more than i was before i have like four chapters left and all the hard ba battles ahead of me but it's definitely like you come down now more than ever to just surviving the bat the final battle of each chapter like it's just like more often than not, I have like 100 HP, 2 MP, and I'm just like wailing to get that like final. Did you like, play in hard mode at all the first time that you did it? You can't play hard mode the first time. You have to play on easy or normal first, 
once oh, you get the game, right. you can then play hard mode. That's right. Normal and, so and when, normal was hard. Like normal, normal had was a couple of battles that were real mm-hmm. fucking hard. Yeah, normal was yeah. pretty tough. And so I was just like, but you had items. That's why I was talking about last yeah. time. I was just like, the no items thing makes the game completely different because you have to have everybody with like MP up and MP about abilities, and everyone's got to have healing. So you got to really balance your materia and really know what you're going into because you can't go into a battle against some enemy with the same shit you've had on for the last ten battles. You got to change it up every time and so it's it's a little bit more strategy to an action rpg game and uh with that i'm also super jazzed for final fantasy 16 um you know i played like i was already talking about earlier today uh on this same podcast you missed today's podcast check us out at ibdefirst.com to listen to podcasts that you're listening to right now or (laughs) if you're listening to us right now in twitch just you know scroll back it'll be there for you you can listen to my my thoughts on final fantasy 16 Right now, but in the past. It's great. Real awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I also booted up Genshin for no other reason just to get the, the cat girl. So I just booted it up, just like, well, I have I have like no pity, I have nothing. I think I have like 40 poles, whatever. I'm gonna go for it, went for it, got the cat girl. Bye. <laughs> Logged out. <laughs> I haven't been back since. <laughs> I I haven't booted up Genshin at all. Like I, I booted it up when they did their thing, just so I could get like the the um the gems and that was it <laughs> I, i'm still holding out i do need we will need to pick it up a little bit because uh once 2.8 comes out that's the the summer setup and then that's like the last thing before we get to go to france that's right that's right we'll have to do something whatever i don't know yeah I don't know. all right chris uh, I haven't been playing too much either. Um, just mostly some more or less epoch um because i also did that new chapter one there's plenty of characters and been a while since I revisited that one, um, and I'm not really willing to pick up Diablo 4 right now, so that fits that bill, doing that kind of same kind of style of gameplay. Um, I did download a couple demos that I'm going to be trying to play this week, which is Super Cozy 1 and Station to Station, which is where you kind of manage like a voxel train simulator kind of game. Looks super... Nice and cozy. We talked about this before the podcast and watching the trailer for that one where they called it a minimalist train simulator is bullshit because there is (laughs) nothing minimalist about that game. It is beautiful. Like you call you say minimalist. I picture flat landscape, like six colors, maybe max (laughs) and trains. This game is pretty. Yep. And the other demo I've downloaded so far is the Liza P demo, which is, you know, kind of the action RPG Pinocchio. Oh, that's kind of clockworky, kind of similar to kind of looking to Steel Rising a little bit, but with Pinocchio. Steel Rising was fun. I liked Steel Rising. It was a a tough Souls-like game. It was well worth it. Had a good good narrative story that you ran through. So that's not not a bad comparison, in my opinion. No. (laughs) All right. So I'll get to those this week, so... And maybe add some more demos along the way. Sounds good. Yeah, with because uh, shit seems Summer Game Fest hasn't even started yet. Yeah. So, God. Oh, God. The Steam Summer Sale hasn't started yet. <laughs> oh, my God. Right. The Steam Summer Sale hasn't even started yet. Oh. Just be thankful for Game Pass for that reason. Yeah. <laughs> but there's going to be so many games like that. I'm just going to be like, oh, it's like 15 bucks. Mm-hmm. Now I mm-hmm. should buy it. <laughs> uh, all right 
Well, that's it for uh, the not not E3 2023 edition of the I Beta First podcast. We primarily only talked about the summer stuff. So, hey, you know, we're, mm-hmm. we did well. All right. Uh, you can always find us at iBetaFirst.com or iBiff.co, which will take you to our podcast site where you can find the plethora of podcasts that we have, all three of them. We have iBeat It First, which you just listened to right now. We have Cutscene, uh, which is our anime watch-along podcast where we are still watching Higurashi When They Cry Go. Uh, we're getting close. We're getting real close. We only got two, well, two cutscene episodes left of that anime. But man, that last one, <laughs> we went from sad and depressing block of four <laughs> episodes to straight up mutilation back to back to back. <laughs> this, this anime has no chill. That's that's all I'll say. There is no chill with this anime. Uh, we also have Patch Notes, which is our uh, de- our dev interview podcast. We've done a few episodes of that, not a, not a whole lot, but we've got some really good interviews and conversations with people on there as well. So definitely give that a, a check out as well. Uh, you can also watch us record this podcast live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash first, uh, where you know you can interact with us while we're while we're talking. We don't usually say anything, but we'll be typing in chat with people as they go on and if you say something worthwhile we'll talk about it in the podcast as well so make sure that you do that Uh, we do that every monday or tuesday night depending on what it is uh you can find out whether or not we're pushing it back to tuesday nights by joining our discord in which case you can go to discord.ibeatitfirst.com and that will take you directly to our discord link and you can join in on the conversations there uh we also have uh the charity tab on our website so if you go to ibeatitfirst.com and click charity it will take you to both our extra life charity situation where our team is raising funds once again for extra life uh us as a group we're raising funds for phoenix children's hospital uh, everybody else is raising funds for children's hospitals within their area uh, we also have the first and only charity throne account where 100 percent of the proceeds or the items that you buy from that go directly to phoenix children's hospital they don't come to us and then get donated or anything like that they ship directly to the hospital for uh toys for kids to be able to play with while they're there uh take home with them as well too because nobody likes being in the hospital so they try and make it as easy as possible uh extra life is a great charity to donate to so if you have any discretionary funds that you want to donate go to go to the or ibeatitfirst.com and click charity to try donating to there 100 of the proceeds go directly to the phoenix children's hospital of the team member's choice uh, to pay for uh, new equipment, to pay for some additional toys within their setup, uh, as well as to help pay for procedures for kids that can't afford to do things. They do a lot of uh, they do a lot of workarounds and working with insurance companies and donations and everything. So they try and help out people and families that can't afford to get the procedures done, but need to have the procedures done. Uh, so make sure that you do that as well. Uh, you can also watch a stream on Twitch. It's primarily me, uh, generally Wednesdays and Thursdays. Uh, I'll still be playing Marvel Midnight Suns this week, most likely. <laughs> uh, after that, though, I'm, I really need to pick up the pace on this so that I can start playing Final Fantasy 16 sometime in the near future. Uh, but that's it. That's all that we've got for this episode of the Abbey to First podcast. Uh, stick with us. We will raid out. Uh, we're going to raid out to our good friend Daft. Uh, but we cannot end any podcast without Chris saying bye bye